0: hey what is up everybody this is your boy AJ Trip, and welcome to the game according to me this we are going to talk about obviously the last dance 9 and 10 this comes from last night's rapid reaction from my youtube channel so if you were not with me last night on my youtube channel you are getting it now here on my podcast so here is we are talking about the last dance episodes 9 and 10 and all on the series. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. What is up everybody? This is your boy, trip Tripp. And welcome to the Rapper Reaction, the last episodes of The Last Dance. This was a fantastic docu-series of michael jordan and the 1997 1998 chicago bulls what i really enjoyed about this was that they they went back in time and i've been wondering i've not been really fond of going like back and forth from from present day to past in in tv shows or in other things but I really did enjoy this one because I really do think they needed to they need to let you know about everything that went on with Michael. to understand him, understand Bull's organization, where they were at. When he was drafted in 84 to where they ended in '98, and what they were all about. And I thought this did that beautifully. All 10 episodes were just extraordinary. They really were. And tonight, the final two happened 9 and 10. And it was uh, some really good stuff. We started off talking about the Eastern Conference finals from the 98 series. It pushed the Bulls to the limit. It was the first time since the. Um, 1992 playoffs when the Bulls beat the Knicks in seven games that the um at least with Michael Jordan they did go to seven games in the 93-94 year with the Knicks but then they wanted the Knicks won but uh that was Michael's first game seven since the the game seven in the 92 playoffs against the Knicks and uh it was a wild wild east it, the home team won every game the one home team won every game and it was a really really fantastic good stuff there from everything and everyone i is um that you know, that, that, that game seven in Indiana was something where a lot of us thought in Chicago, a lot of us thought they they have you know, they, they could lose here, and they were down, but they made a comeback. And Richard Miller, he, he talks about it in the document, in the documentary, he says, you know, if Steve Kerr doesn't hit a three, I think we can we can we can go down. If we take it up to five, then we can win. And I think that was it. Hold on one second. Let's continue. So I, I was really thinking about that um, that uh, game seven, uh, and so, so then once, it, once we went there, we talked about that. We went on to the NBA finals, the Utah Jazz, and we discussed a lot of things. And 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 during that, we went back in time to talk about Steve Kerr. And get into Steve Kerr's because Steve Kerr plays a very prominent role. And actually, to be very honest with you, I think actually they they went back. Um, they actually did this before they went to the game seven, and they talked about Steve Kerr, his backstory, and, and everything that was going on with him. And um, and it's something that I did not know that his father, uh, they were uh, his father, his mother, and his brothers, they were over in Beirut. Uh, doing the you know being like the American stuff, he was like the, the head of the American university over there, and unfortunately he was shot and killed by two, two men who pretended to be students, and, um, and that's a story I had never heard of, and and obviously that was in '84, and that was when I was I, I was only two years old in '84, so I was like, yeah, I, but I ain't never heard of it since. And uh, it was unfortunate um, that would happen, and Steve got emotional talking about it, and his mother, who thinks he's still alive, you know, she had a good memory of it. And yes, yeah, so, and, and they, they just really they just gave you this, this this stuff about Steve and and, and everything and, and what he was about, you know, and what made him who he was. And then of course he gets the shot, and and yes, you know, in the Pacers to kind of fuel the Bulls on to victory and then they talk about him because he has a prominent uh, thing when they go into the 97 finals with the Jazz game six you know he hits he hits the game-winning shot to give the Bulls his the fifth championship and of course they also show him at the at the, uh, at the uh, rally when he, he says that he, he had to pick up Michael and Everything like that. So yeah, Steve, he's, he's always had a fantastic self-deprecating personality, so good on Steve for that and it was again, it was a fun Fun down memory um, Lane and um So then they they do that and then we talk about set, but then we come back to to 98 and actually I think to be honest with you, I actually think I I, again, I think I screwed all of that up because I think what thing they did was that they did do it the way I said it the first time. And they went back and they talked about... You know, it was Steve, you know, it was Steve Kirk and then they went to the 97 finals, then they jumped back to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then Steve Kirk hits the shot. So that's what it is, yeah, that's the way they do it. So, and then they... they and most of... Most of the second one was, it was all about the NBA Finals and uh, against the the, the 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 Jazz and the game the the games they had the Jazz takes game one, Bulls take game two, game three is maybe the most interesting game you'd ever have because the Bulls blew out the new Jazz by 42 points, 96 to 54. 54 points is the is the least amount of points a team has scored in the NBA game in the shot clock era, playoffs or regular season. I don't know. I don't think that. I don't think it's been broken either. I think that's in the shot clock era. That's the only points they score. Is 54. Yikes. So. Uh, there's a dominant but all again close. The Bulls had a chance. The Bulls went up 3-1 for a chance to end it on their court in game five, but stocking them alone. They handled their business and they they were truly um they were truly against, you know, truly against two all-time greats And they did their job and they got it back to their home court. Which, by the way, one of the things I do take from this as well is the is the the series they had. It was, it was two three two. I love that. They, you know, they originally did two three two because back in the '80s, it was basically Lakers and Celtics. The Lakers and the Celtics. One, one time it was the Lakers and the Sixers, but. You know the Lakers and the Celtics all throughout the '80s. So instead of trying to get back, you know, cross country, they just had to they had to just go. To the 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 higher seed would have two home games, then they would have two home games to end it, and then there would be three home games in the middle for the other team. Um. Now, now they don't do that. Because it's 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 definitely a lot you know, travel is a lot easier nowadays than it was back in the eighties. But I still missed it with the two three two way of doing it. I, I hope that I, I would like to see them bring that back. I really would. That's I think that's a good way to bring it back, the two three two way of going doing the finals. But um, but yeah, so they had a chance to win game five at home and they just they couldn't get the job done, so they had to go back to Utah for game six. And you can tell they were all business. They were all business. They were just—they were, just, were not ready to go. And but then and in Game Six, Scotty Pippen has his—you know—he he comes up the lane and he, he has the back injury. And but you know, this is another thing. I, you know, and you, you can't really take this away from. You can't like blame Scotty for this. But again, you know, he in Game Seven against the Pistons in, in, in nineteen ninety he used to come to the finals he used to migraine and now he's in now here we are game six of the finals he's got a back injury. You know, he, come, he comes up blame that and so but listen he he, well, he pushed through it. He pushed through it and he he uh he, he went out for the first half. Yes yeah, he was he was wobbling wobbling up and down that court. But he set out the first half, he came back, and he was just basically a deep court. And there was even at one point where Pippen steals the ball, and he, he I don't know who he throws it to, but you can see Rodman, he, he, he Rodman's getting ready to do a Byron Leffridge. <laughs> you know, if, you, if, you, if you've ever seen that uh, ever seen that clip of the, the, um, the offensive lineman carrying Byron Leffridge down the field, you know, after he throws a pass, because he broke his leg. That's what Rob that's what Robin would like you like he was gonna say, Get on my back, Pip, now I'll take you down to the court. That's how badly Pippen was hurt. But he Pippen made it down the court and he was a he was a trooper to that. I think I think Scotty does get a bad rap about that. You know, because of the migraine, because of that, because the one point eight seconds. He gets a bit of a rap about that, but I think that's unfair to do so. This Um and it was a back-and-forth game, as, as most of these games were, and then it, it, it just came down to Michael. Michael, you know, they're 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 up three with 41 seconds left. Michael gets a quick bucket, make it down one. They get down to the court, and, they, and 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 they and and, and I'm glad that they showed. The play, uh, uh, the play before, because it was basically the same play. They, they showed a play where, where um, Malone was on the block, he got the ball, where Robin uh, guarded him, he throws a pass to Stockton, and Stockton hits the three. So then when Jordan scores that bucket, they come down, and they're gonna do the same thing, except this time Michael stays behind, swipes the ball away from Malone, goes down to the court, that's the thing with Russell, fade away, shot, bang, down the well, one point lead for the Bulls, and the rest is history. Six championships in eight years. How sweet it is for Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And we also get to see some stuff afterwards, too. We get to see some the stuff, like the the old Bulls fans many him back at the team hotel. And then they Michael George's little after party <laughs> he's got like some he got some maybe, I think he got a few reporters, but I think he putting probably got most of his friends around thing. And they're and Michael's just banging on the piano keys like he really knows how to play. Yeah. Yeah, for the longest time people had said that he pushed off a of Russell. And 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 I, I'm glad they, 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 they did show that, that Russell was already, he was already falling over that way, that and Bob Costas, great thing, that, what Michael did was akin to the maitre d', putting a hand on the back, guiding you to your taste, that's exactly the way it was, there was no, no push-off, um, what was more of a push-off was the was the uh, Reggie Miller thing in game four of the Eastern Conference Finals. That was a push-off, you know. And that was smart on Reggie's part, by the way, as well, to, to you know, do that, to make the officials call that, you know. I think that's something that more people maybe should to, to, to do in all of sports. Make the official, you know, in, in a tight game like that, make the official make the hard call, you know. You know, we can we can go back to the Rams Saints NFC Championship game. You know, it was t- definitely passing the first, but the guy, you know, he he made you know he made it. He he, he was he was going after that receiver. And he was gonna make sure that he didn't you know that that receiver didn't score an easy touchdown. So he ran him over and he made the officials make a call that they didn't make. So, but anyway, it's you know. They cleared it up. Great, some great access to after the um after the stuff. Great access to the to the um uh, to the, uh, the Grant Park celebration. And I think one thing I one thing I think I was also very glad to see was Pippin giving Jerry Cross his due because um, listen. Um, you know, myself, and many other Chicagoans really, we really did despise Jerry Krause for what he did and for the things that he said and for the things that happened. Um, but, like Scotty says, when you think about it, he was the architect of these six championships. He was probably maybe the greatest general manager to ever. Other than Jerry West, he was maybe the greatest general manager in the NBA history. And I was glad to see Scotty, especially Scotty. So I would have liked this nigga to see, him, see Michael said, but you know, Scotty, he did. You know, there was that thing back in earlier in the um, earlier in the series where they talked about Scotty was really giving him business on the bus, you know, and. You know, doing one of the trips. So I'm glad to see study actually say that. Yeah, Jerry was he was he was, uh, uh, he was very prominent in this these six championships. So and then because we had we had some more stuff, we thought we um Jerry Reinsdorf gave this gave this bullshit answer about uh not you know wanting to do the um. Wanting to do the, uh, the, wanting to rent it back for a seventh time. Uh, he talked about how Harper and Rodman and, and Steve Kerr and all of these guys, you know, they were gonna be, they were gonna want to be, be worth more money than they could pay, and so they weren't gonna be able to do it or anything like that. I know you went to Phil Jackson and said, "Ask Phil to come back, but Phil didn't want to come back for, you know, a rebuilding team and it, 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 it is bullshit and it is one of these things that for those of you guys who are not Chicago fans and are not, uh, don't know a lot about Chicago or anything like that, the Chicago fans have a real love-hate relationship with Jerry Ryan because as Bulls fans, he gave us six championships, but also he he he, 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 he 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 does he he does he does run it very much like a business. He runs everything like a business. Now I am not a Sox fan. I am a Cubs fan, but Sox fans have a real thing with Jerry Reinsdorf as well because he's he's definitely run the Sox as if. They are a small market team. They are in this the third biggest city in the United States. And they act like a thing that you no, know, they have never spent major money on a pitcher. They've never spent major money on a hitter. You know, they have you know they they've they, have, they have acted like a a, a a second class citizen. You know, the what you know, the White Sacks fans, they get on the media in Chicago, because the Cubs, you know, the local losers, all like that, they would always get the press. Even though the White Sox were, for the most part, you know, for the longest time, a better team, or if they weren't a better team, they at least had a better season than than, than the Cubs, right? But they never gave them their due. You know, you know, seventy seventy-five percent of the fans in Chicago are Cubs fans. Other than five percent are White Sox fans. Right, so you have a three to one ratio there, uh, or whatever the red ratio is <laughs> of you know, Cubs fans, the White Side fans. So the White Sox fans are really mad at, at at um at at Jerry Reinsdorf for that. And then there's just even this thing where Jerry Reinsdorf he, he pissed off Bulls fans by saying, you know, you know, he, he gave away all of those six championships that the Bulls had for one. You know, for one, you know, White Sox championship, which he got anyway, and he didn't have to give away his six um, Bulls rings, and then he pissed off the Bulls fans because you know, whether they are Cubs fans that don't like the Sox or they they don't like basketball they don't like baseball at all, you're gonna you know, take away the six championships because you want to, you know, for one baseball ring. So Jerry Reinsdorf is. Love-hate relationship at the very least, and he and that, and that was a silly comment to make because even Michael says it. You don't think that you say, and, and also let's not forget, this is after two. Um, after '98, there was a lockout. The NBA, the um, the, um, the owners locked out the players. So um, uh, when they got to it was going to be a shortened season. It would have been I think it was like going to be like 50 games. So. You need to tell me that in a 50-game season, right, as, as Michael said, Bush, Kirk, Harper, Rodney, himself, possibly Scottie Pippen, um, they wouldn't come back for one more season, tournament number seven in a 50-game season? Yes, yes, they would have. Let's do it. They, they would have, they would have taken less less than their market value to do so. They would have, especially knowing that Pip and and Pip and Jordan were going, they were going to get their money. They would have done so. Uh, so let's not bullshit with that. But yeah, I thought I thought this ended so good and it was just. The, the whole entire series was fantastic. I, I, I think the the biggest things to come from this series, I think, is good, bad, and 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 maybe the good, the bad, and the ugly, or whatever you want to call it. But I think you know you, you saw the drive what drove Michael. Everything, everything Michael Michael took everything as a as a slight against him you know from you know jerry cross making an innocuous comment about dan marley loving dan marley because dan marley was a good defender okay you think he's a good defender watch me tear his ass up I mean, come on mike george carl not you know not 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 saying hi to him at dinner oh george you know carolina guys you're not gonna say hi to me i'm gonna tear your ass up i mean anything we, we know about the story about you know the, the Bradford Sniff story it's just it's 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 beautiful stuff to hear they he didn't say a damn thing to Michael but he made a story that he did say something to Michael just so he could go off the next night and drop 46 on him this some great stuff from Michael um I, I, I love Michael's You know, from the from the from the first episode with the cocaine circus to to everything to him talking about Rodman, you know, wanting to go off to Vegas, for a little while, or anything, and and the stuff with Isaiah and everything. He, he was he was very honest. I, I know there are still some people out there who think he's not being honest about the the, the first retirement, but you know, there there's some people out there that think he's not being honest about. um, the the flu game, which we now know is now the the, the food poisoning game. Um, some people think that's a that's a hangover game. So some people that you know, a lot of, a lot of people thinking that you know he, he he's, hasn't been honest with his, his you know maybe a quote unquote gambling problem. But I, I I I actually think Michael's been very honest. Michael's been more open and honest than I've ever seen him. You know, he doesn't talk a lot. He doesn't. I mean does he doesn't talk a lot by himself. So uh this was this was this is great stuff for, for, for me for Michael opening it up. I I love that they that again like I said earlier, they went back in time to each and to you know, to each and every failure he had, you know. No, you know you know you no know, you know, you know basically dominating the Celtics. The way he did in the uh, in the eighty uh, in the uh, eighty six playoffs. which by the way, you know that was the season he was coming back from his his ankle injury, and he leads his team basically to make the playoffs. with a thirty with a, with a thirty uh, um, two and, uh, and 50, thirty and fifty two record. If uh, if you guys if if, um, if you guys watching if if my if, if I'm frozen I apologize I don't know why I'm I'm fro- it's frozen on my end so I don't know if it's frozen on your end or if you're actually seeing me you know move around and stuff so but you at least if you can but at least you can still hear me so we 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 can get that at least hopefully you can um but it's 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 just no, know, and then the, the, that was great. And the stuff with the Pistons was always good. That was good to go back on and this stuff. Um, they didn't talk. They talked, they talked, they talked about the time. They talked about his without Scottie and coming back. It it, it it just it went through everything. And I I just really thought it was such well done, such good stuff. You know to talk about. Oh, and by the way, I mean, let me go back to 98 season when after after the big 42-point win in Game 3, Rodman ditches practice to go to Auburn Hills, Michigan and do his NWO, uh, Hollywood Hogan stuff. <laughs> and I remember that. I remember that. I remember that that day, it was like, Rodman was not at practice. And I'm, I'm a huge wrestling fan, for those of you guys who Right, who are you know, watching this for the first uh, here at this channel for the first time? Big huge wrestling fan, always have been my whole life. So I was watching. I remember I was watching Nitro that night, and to see Hogan, Hollywood Hogan come out and he's pointing at the entrance, and here comes Dennis Rodman. I I I, point, I said, "Mom, mom, <laughs> I remember saying, mom, mom, Dennis Rodman on that." <laughs> so I remember all of that. So that was some. That was good to go back in time and relive that as well. So this was this was great. This was a great story. This this is now documentaries are going to have to, Riley in particular, sports, Course documentaries in particular, they are going to have to something to live up to. It was this this put them all? This clear them The best one I I had seen was the O.J. one, and they they and they, and they did that in in parts, and they went back and forth with that one as well. They went like you know they they went all around. They not only did they tell the, like the story of O.J. and they went back and do his whole life and did all of that. And they also told the story of you know, Los Angeles and the race stuff that was going on there at that time. And that's a part of the story. And I think that's what this one is. This one was a part... Everything that they went back and told had to be told for a part of the story. Uh part for this documentary. So that when you get to the end and you know why things happen, they happen the way they happen. And it was just great, great stuff. thank you to espn thank you to the producers Just here, the director thanks to michael for pushing all of this up this originally was going to happen during the nba finals in june obviously there will be no nba finals as of right now um they might come back but so no nba finals so instead of waiting until june to, to Still do it in June. They decided to give us this, you know, give us this wonderful, joyous stuff. It's the last dance, and it was so fun to watch. It really was. I had such a great time watching it. I hope you guys out there did too. I hope you guys learned more about Michael. Learned some of his, you know, and listen, you know, Michael said that he was worried that people would think differently. Of him uh, coming out of this, um, um, out of this documentary, and I will say this: I think there are some people that might see, think that Michael was a, a, a bit of a bully. I think some people might think that Michael maybe. Who knows? Maybe he, he, he they might think they might think he may have had, he may have a gambling problem. You know, they might think that he is. You huh? know, well, I don't know. They—they—they they, they do might think differently of him in a negative spot. But I, I—I think that if people do think differently of him, it will be in a positive way. That he was the greatest basketball player ever F- the greatest athlete. To ever live, and you see why he is. You see what he had to do. He says winning is a price, and he paid that price. But he's the greatest of all time. And there's no one like him, there will never no one be like him. And that is a wonderful thing. It truly is. So yeah, this was great. These five weeks, these last five weeks were wonderful. And um so now we go back to looking for stuff to watch <laughs> but listen, there's a lot, lot of things happening right now um, so we'll get some more stuff back on to, to watch and I think some people will probably just to watch this over and over again you know just to watch and have fun with it so um, yeah it's really good all right Post your comments down below, To what you guys think. Let me know what you guys think down in the comment section. How uh, did you guys enjoy 9 and 10? What did you guys think of the entire docu-series? What do you guys think? Uh, what, what was your favorite moment? I think, I think my favorite moment has got to be the old Scott Morrell. I mean, Scott Morrell should like a beating <laughs> in this series. Yeah, it took a beating. And, he just, and Michael said, he's the nicest guy in the world. But he said, took a beating. Yeah, <laughs> it took a beating. Yeah, <laughs> the was is that said, you know, he just said, like, you know, <laughs> so, Wait, you can talk about that shit now, ho. Oh. <laughs> You're not killing anything, Mike. Oh, but that was Mike. Well, we might. Uh, yeah, so, really, really fun stuff. Uh, Make sure you go to patreon.com AJ Trip and become a Patreon. Once I get a number of patrons, uh, we will uh, um, open up the, the gates to where you can now uh, decide what, what I do here on my YouTube channel. What I do on my podcast, what I talk about on my podcast, and what I play on my Twitch channel. So, make should you go to patreon.com slash so AD to become a patron. Three different levels. All right, y'all. That's going to be it for this, this evening. I want to thank uh, um, J- 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 Jada Hasey, uh, Alexander for stopping by. Thanks to everybody else for stopping by who, uh, who didn't comment. Thanks for watching and who are stopping by later on and watching it. So, Uh yes, and listen to it because again, like I said, on my end the picture is stuck, so I don't know if the picture is stuck on your end, but you're still listening to me. And uh, and yes, I should also mention that um, more than likely you are listening to this on uh, my podcast, right? So good, I'm going to take this and um, take this and put this on my podcast as well. So yeah, it should be good. All right, y'all. This is your boy, AJ Tripp. Signing off. As always, we really tune tell you, y'all, be careful out there. And I, I am out. God bless Michael Jordan. Good. Alright, so that was from last night's Rapid Reaction. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed that. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I had such a great time doing all of this. I hope you guys enjoyed all of it. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is your boy, AJ Tripp, signing off. I'll be back with another podcast when there's some more big news. So, as always, be good to each other, y'all. Be careful out there. And I am out.